fame jockey Gary Stevens. You're listening to the Horse Talk Show. Welcome to the Horse Talk Show presented by Peterson and Smith Equine Hospital. Thank you to our broadcast sponsor, Larson's Farms, Idaho's finest alfalfa. I'm your host, Louisa Barton, and in the studio with me, I have horse trainer Paulette Stout, one of my co-hosts, and I also have Heather and Dorian Farmer from Summit Joint Performance. And we were chatting a little bit about the Derby debacle, which of course has been all over social media. I was there in the wet slop. Uh, and uh, it was a pretty thrilling derby, pretty exciting to see Maximum Security, who was uh, started training here in Ocala with Jeff and Caroline Kirk, and uh, had an incredible undefeated career, and ended up going into the derby as one of the favorites, and then ran really an incredible race, and then got disqualified. So I'm gonna go to Paulette first, because she's been involved in, in the racing world and get her opinion, and then I wanna go to two fans who who aren't really directly involved in the horse racing world and just get their feedback. Paula, your thoughts? Well, I didn't get to see the race live. I had to go back to um, the actual video that they put on the internet to look at the race and I did see the horse move out. It was a direct move out. And in that race, you know that, um, you know, it was raining, it's sloppy. Everybody knows, owners, jockeys, trainers, know that getting position in that type of a slop, you know, there's gonna be dirt flying back onto horses. Some of those horses won't run through that. It's getting in their eyes and their face, and it, and it hurts. You see those jockeys pulling down their goggles because they can't see, and those clods really hurt. So everybody knows that positioning, you know, when the track changes and the weather changes, it puts a whole nother ball game on horse racing. And of course, with the thoroughbred tracks, generally that down on closer to the track rail it gets deeper so i don't know what that track is like but i do know that those are things that change the game um when i saw the horse move out i couldn't really understand why he moved out and i did hear that it was the crowd and, and of course they're going into loud i mean some of these horses have never seen anything so electric. Oh yeah, they've never seen 150,000 I mean, screaming people. Come on, ever. Yeah, yeah. Right. So you know they're gonna back up. They're gonna you know look, and and the, it's only those brave, really horses that have the heart to, to go through that. You know. And they have never been on a track with 20 horses either. Remember, no. the most they've probably been in is no. what eight to ten, maybe exactly. occasionally 14, but usually exactly. much smaller fields. Even in the prep races, I think 12 or 14 horses. So. To be on a track with 20 horses and 150,000 screaming fans is yeah. really a big deal yeah. for a horse anyway. Yeah. And at three, yeah. Maximum Security has actually turned, happy birthday by the way, Maximum Security, it's actually his three, real yeah. three, yeah. Uh, to, to us, not to the race world, because that's right. January 1 for all race horses. But yeah, he's just three, yeah. so wow. just a baby. They are a baby and they don't, you know, they don't have all that much experience. It's amazing that they can do this. It is really. Yeah. But there, you have t you have the jockeys that have to figure this out and have a game plan, and and whoever has the best game plan and the best horse is going to get to the front. But changing lanes, I guess, you know, as a trainer myself, and I did a lot of court horse racing throughout the the country. I, I trained at Remington Park and and Rio Dosa, the All American, mm -hmm. um, different places. You know, changing lanes can be a, a real problem because it can interfere and it can be dangerous, of course, of taking horses down. But um, that mud being thrown in, I, I, I couldn't figure out. It looked to me like the horse 
spooked or he moved out for some reason but not through the jockeys riding yeah, right absolutely so I would agree when you and it didn't look like he necessarily interfered but when you seen the pictures of it it looked with the legs entangled it becomes a very dangerous situation and that should be taken very seriously because the horse is getting you know hurt and the jockeys killed so and actually, on that note, Lewis Sayers, the rider of Maximum Security's brother, actually died in an accident, clipping yeah. heels with another horse five yeah. years ago. He was devastated over it. So yeah. Lewis Sayers, if anything, is a, a guy, I think, that would never put himself or anyone else in that, that's my opinion, deliberately think, in that I situation. Think all of those riders, they all ride these races. Yeah. You know, they have and none of them have a death wish. No, none of them they, are trying to tumble yeah, on a 1,200-pound animal. Exactly. And, yeah. and they all know what they're up against and, and the dangers of racing, and they all respect each other. So I would think, you know, with the, with the jockeys that I've known all my life, that they're all going to be racing the next... Mm -hmm. And actually, I didn't ask Mike Smith about it because I told him I wouldn't because I'm sure he's quite tired of it. Yeah. But he actually did say in, a, in one of the interviews I read today, he actually did say that he was very confident that Lewis Sayers did not do anything deliberately. No, and it he, didn't and, look deliberate. You know, this is a, Mike Smith is a guy yeah, that was looking from the mud back there, you know, on it cutting humor. So. It didn't look deliberate, but they all know, you know, getting positioned because they're going to be throwing mud back on the mm -hmm. horses. I mean, at that, that's usually what you think of as deep track you know not really mm -hmm. great ground and that you're throwing mud on the other competitors and even they, if they, like you heard Mike say that you know that horse the horse that he's riding you know is talented but he may not be as good on the mud yeah. so he wants they're to like people some yeah, are course. prima donnas and they don't want to get dirt on themselves yeah, well, and then there's others like us that we're like bring it yeah. on yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> come on I'll go on so, a mud run <laughs> so I didn't you know you don't know unless you're really there because the angles you know when those stewards are looking at when there's a, an inquiry and they're looking at those um, those videos they look at them on all different angles and then they slow it down and they look at the footfalls and they look at the interference and they look at what the riders were doing and so for them to make that decision I mean it was it was very surprising but you know they had to look at those you know if you're changing lanes you're changing lanes and as soon as you change lanes you're getting that close it's the danger part of it and it's the fact of it's the rules of racing and I'm going to address that rules thing in just a second, but I'm going to switch it up to Heather, our DVM here from Summit Joint Performance. As a fan, kind of from the outside looking in, having never been directly involved in horse racing, what were your thoughts? Um, I, I think that, you know, I, I agree with the call because I do agree that like this, you know, especially nowadays in racing with trying to make sure that the sport is as safe as we can make it, that the horses are as safe as, you know, and that are healthy and fit as they can be to run these races and do that. You know, I do think that when you have something like changing lanes that can lead to something as dangerous, you know, as a fall, especially at that speed, being towards the front, I mean, you've got, you know, 15 horses behind you, so, you know. Um, so I agree with it. It is, as a fan, it's disappointing to watch a race that isn't clean because that's what you want. You yes. want everybody to have the best shot that they can do to make it and that the best horse actually wins the race. So it, it is a little disappointing, but, you know, from, you know, a standpoint of a fan as well as a, a veterinarian, I think that those calls have to be made when they see them. And it's unfortunate 
that you can't say, well, because it was the crowd or because it was he spooked at a photographer or something is why versus the, you know, uh, the and jockey you, having to do it. it as you a, can't really. As a fan, did you feel like there was like clarity as to what was going on? And were you bothered by the fact that there was not an inquiry posted by the stewards themselves? I, I think as a fan, it, it was very confusing in the beginning, like until it actually got all kind of worked through. I think it would have been, yeah, there could have been a definite better communications to the to the to the fans to the TV to those the medias of, of what it and was, what was and, going on and and why because there are a lot of fans that watch it are, are not horse people but they just love to watch the derby right. and they don't necessarily understand the reasons behind you know why the calls were made at least not in, in up front and as the week went on you know more and more information got out about you know why and what the seriousness is of staying you know, in the lanes and crossing lanes and things like that so but it, it, you got to remember their horses you know we can, we can do as much as we can to train them we can do as much as we can to lead them in the right direction but in the end you know you'll never see a race again quite like the derby it's hard to train up for that yeah, Dorian exactly I mean I'm not a racehorse guy we're, we're hunter jumpers by trade. I love, in fact, we were supposed to be at the Derby, but we didn't get to make it up there. You didn't miss much. <laughs> kind of glad, glad, glad we didn't go because we weren't going to be under the stands. We were going to be in one of the barns that were right there beside on the track. And we would have been, we been in the wellies with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was in my wellies. <laughs> but, I mean, horses are horses. And, and I don't think any of those guys at that level have a death wish. I don't think anybody's trying mm -hmm. to get tangled up with anybody else. No. I, I don't think it was an intentional lane change. I, I think horses sometimes are going to do what horses are going to do. And it doesn't matter what you do on their back, they're going to do what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. And and in the wet and the slop and with everybody chasing you in the rain, I mean, I think you just moved. Now, that being said, if the rules state that if you do a lane change, you're disqualified if you interfere with another horse, I'm also kind of a really black and white guy. I mean, if, if that's what the rules say and that's what happened, then it was a good call. Whether it was intentional or not, I don't think it was intentional because nobody wants to die out there. No. You know, and, and when horses sure. go down at 30 miles an hour plus at 1,200 pounds, people die. I mean, it happens and horses yeah. die. Yeah. None of those guys are trying to do it. And the jockey, I don't think there was any no, thought that, no. that he did it. It I happened. Yeah. It stinks. So I'm going to wrap this segment up by saying uh, there's some opinions. Uh, Tuesday of this week, the Wests, Mr. and Mrs. West, who are the owners of Maximum Security, uh, filed a suit in federal court. Uh, they feel there was no clarity. They feel there was no transparency. They are questioning the 22-minute wait to find out an answer. They want to know why the stewards never posted an inquiry, and it took a jockey to ride back uh, slow his horse down, make it to the outrider and call in on a radio and they want to know why uh, for such a egregious uh, infraction that no flag, no inquiry, nothing posted for the fans, nothing for anybody to uh, to understand what was actually happening. They also have video now that has been released by Lewis Sayers' lawyer that actually has slowed down the frames of the race and actually shows war of will impacting maximum security before he veered out. I don't know how accurate they are, but um, I do know that watching them from that angle, it certainly does look like that's what happened and that would explain a, uh, a sudden veering. 
Uh, if you go back and watch the entire race, there are actually a total of eight other infractions <laughs> that were disqualifiable also. One by Country House, as he actually changed over two lanes, squeezing Bodemeister out. And uh, so, Bode Express out, sorry. So, um, just uh, an interesting outcome. I don't know what will come of the federal case, but in, uh, in the court of law, you only have to uh, actually come up with reasonable doubt. And there's lots of reasonable doubt in this race in many different areas. Uh, a lot of it's very, very questionable. They want to know why Tyler Gaffleyon, who was riding War of Will, was never interviewed in reference to the disqualification. And I certainly would want to know that as well if he was the main horse that was impeded. Country House, who was not actually impeded at all, would not have run the race even without the incident. There's no way he would have won. And um, the other horses had a quarter of a mile to catch maximum security after the infraction. And none of them came close they all faded back even Mark Cassie who's the trainer of War of Will said that he didn't think that his horse was going to place in the money no matter what so was it worth a DQ I don't know how will you feel when it's the Super Bowl how will you feel when it's the NBA the national championships do you want people to keep swallowing the whistle or do you want people to, um, the referees or the, or the stewards, to uh, make the call? For horse racing safety, the safety of horses is always uppermost in my mind. I love horses more than I love racing. I obviously want us to be as safe as possible, but I do also want to see consistency across the board uh, with all infractions and all races, and we certainly do need a governing body over the entire sport of racing as far as whips, medications, uh, infractions. And I saw somebody posted on social media that Gary Stevens should be the uh, commissioner. And I'd say that him and Mike Smith, he couldn't do any better than that. We do have a funny picture for you though. And it's on a lighter note. Uh, it's uh, somebody was in the traffic and um, they, uh, they got cut off. And uh, anyway, I hope you enjoy the picture. It's uh, a way of lightening up the whole derby debacle. And uh, certainly we say go maximum security. We can't wait to see him again. He's had some x-rays and everything is okay other than scratches and uh, few abrasions. I think he's gonna be all right. And, uh, and we'll see him racing again, I think in the Haskell at uh, Monmouth. So we'll hope to see him win it. And we'll certainly be watching this federal case to see if the Wests can get this uh, overturned and they can have their uh, their derby win certainly the most exciting win in a racehorse owner's or trainer's career so i'm louisa barton for the horse talk show